In a world where canned food contains cadmium. In a world where the Arctic Circle is a parallelogram. And a world where Cro-Magnon Man still sells used cars in North Brisbane. These humble octogenarians will deck the halls with reindeer blood, roast mistletoe by the burning corpse of a bloated fat man dressed in red, and fa-la-la-la-la until their bowels drop out on the Siamese Herring Christmas Experiment. Uh, Brian. Hello, Brian. Merry Christmas, Brian. Merry Christmas to you, Brian. I hope you've been well. Is it all that merry, but really? Are you that merry nah. this time of year? Oh, I'm about as merry as I'm going to fucking get, Brian. I know when uh, last time I saw you, we got extraordinarily drunk, and I know you were extremely merry that day and night and the next morning until the following week. Uh, but, uh, you know, this time of year, it comes around once a year, and I think we should... Uh, Get a bit more excited about it, a bit more extravagant with our uh, thoughts and ideals and putting shit on people is even more important, Brian. I think so, Brian. We need to level things out. People get a bit silly around this time of year. Uh, They let their hair down if they've got any. They just really want to forget about life in general and just get Mm. plastered and stupid and fat. That's right. You know, I really feel sorry for all these pigs that are getting slaughtered. I mean, mean, you know, we're both massive carnivores, but I mean... The pig population must drop through the bloody floor with all these hams. There's hams everywhere, hams and bacon. Yeah. Small goods. I don't know what a small... What's a small good, Brian? It's like a good that's uh, not very large. Uh, So you've got big goods and then you've got medium-sized goods and then finally you've got your small goods. Anything that's packed with sawdust and fat uh, comes in the uh, small goods category. Oh, yes, okay. So your, your sausage meat, um, your, your processed meats, um, oh, your lard-infused sausages. Salami, kabama. Uh, the, yes. All that sort of good yeah, artery-clogging yeah. material. Yeah, I'm under the chorizo these days, Brian. I've gone a little bit um, uh, oriental. And uh, I, I love a bit of chorizo, I uh, like a bit of spam, and I, 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 love, I love, love a, a goose testicle. Uh, as yeah. just a bit of a, an entree for my Christmas uh, feast. You've got to uh, explore all the, uh, the savoury flavourings at uh, Christmas time, and um, testicles are high on that menu. Yes, Joe Root's testicles are available in store as we speak, Brian. Thank goodness for that, Brian. It wouldn't be festival season without it. That's right. Now, everybody will be asking what uh, you and I do uh, at Christmas. We always spend Christmas Day together, whether we're uh, in in Australia or or overseas or uh, interstellar space. And um, this year, nothing's changed. We're um, we're getting a GT Falcon out the uh, the nineteen seventy two X XW export. That's the XY, I think. GT yeah. this time, Brian, the yeah. one with name muffler and um, the side yeah. exhaust and the um, and the sunroof yes. uh, manual. And we're going for a a drive to Gimpy, aren't we, Brian? We are going to go for a drive up to Gympie. Uh We're going to drop into our old friends at JJ Guns and Ammo and we're going to pick up some supplies. And then we're going to be doing the annual uh, rabbit hunt. Yes. Uh, now, as you know, I uh, I love rabbits. I love myxomatosis. And I breed up uh, rabbits all year just for the annual rabbit hunt. Yeah. And JJ's uh, very kindly 
lend us their bazookas mm. and anti-aircraft cannons to really make it a blood fest. It should be good, Brian. I know that because we've got a big boot, the XWs, that, um, you know, we can... We can put a lot of rabbits in the back. I know the back seat will be taken out. That's where the barbecue is going to be and the uh, the esky. Uh, yeah. But hopefully all the uh, 150 rabbits that we're taking with us will be alive when we arrive in Gympie. And uh, nobody actually knows they're in there, otherwise we'll be in a bit of trouble because they're a bit bloodthirsty, uh, the uh, yes. Gympieans. They're like yes. uh, Once they smell a rabbit, they're out. Christmas Day, Boxing Day, uh, they, they bring out their Christmas weapons uh, yes. and they... Uh, they just go nuts. They do. That very, very first time we put the uh, the rabbit hunt on, mm. if, if you'll remember, we pulled it up in the car park of uh, JJ's Guns and Ammo, mm. and uh, we told them they were there. We were there, and we told them the uh, the rabbits were in the boot, and everyone just uh, opened up fire right then. That's right. Uh, luckily, we just uh, we were stepping out of the car, but uh, you know, in uh, fifteen minutes, there was nothing actually left of the car, and no. uh, there was uh, not a rabbit to be seen. It was just one mass of twisted metal and blood, which was uh, it was extremely good fun, a mm. very jolly festive event, but it didn't last too long, Brian. So no. we've had to string it out a bit to last the whole festive season yeah the whole festive season i mean you know that that car we had to set it on fire then to uh to cook the rabbits because we weren't going to let them go to waste uh and the locals just love that style of cooking uh you know they love a bit of petrol on their um on their rabbit they don't mind if there's maybe even a bit of goanna um you know and and snakes they like their snakes they're they're a bit mad anything they can shoot they'll eat uh anything they can eat they'll shoot and they can shoot they'll they'll burn and then they'll, um, they're like a perpetual motion machine, Brian. They are. Now, uh, now Brian, with Christmas and being, uh, you know, us being in our, um, you know, the religious types that we are, you know, we we wanted to give the listeners a little bit of an insight into uh, how we go about the um, praise and the um, celebration of the uh, the day when um, Jesus popped out of that, um, that prostitute's um uh, at womb because God had made it happen uh, and gave us gave him the birthday and gave us a holiday, and that um, we we want to today really uh, reinforce our uh, our love and respect and passion for Jesus and his and his followers, the apostles. We love yes. the apostles, don't we, Brian? We do, Brian. We try and model ourselves on the apostles in uh, a number of ways. Uh, we are very observant of the rich pageantry and, and majesty of uh, the Christianity, mm. uh, and we were brought up as very, very devout Catholics. That's why we love a bit of altar boy action. Uh, we love the Pope. Uh, mm. We love all things Vatican. Mm. That's right, Brian. Now, one of the things that um, people will obviously know uh, when it comes to uh, the, the supposed 12 apostles, they've seen the uh, the Last Supper, um, Michelangelo um, brush strokes there uh, with uh, the 12 of them, Jesus uh, having a feast of uh, antelope and squirrel uh, and drinking lots of wine. 
Now, it is a shame, Brian, that 12 apostles that are featured heavily in the uh, books and in the films get all the glory. Mm. Obviously, they had the better press agents back then. Jesus was uh, a bit of an entrepreneur, but not all the apostles could afford uh, good press agents. Uh, Some of them didn't have good relationships with the local papers and journalists, and so uh, not many people know about uh, the rest of the tribe uh, there, Brian, as it were. No, they don't, Brian, and um, I've been to your property so many times now, I know it very intimately, and um, all the sheds and different um, artefacts you, you've collected over the years, and the uh, the true Last Supper is uh, of the uh, 18 apostles, um, yeah. uh, Jesus, uh, Mary Magdalene, and a couple of other prostitutes that were there, uh, and, and that... Um, that was uh, uh, another Michelangelo uh, painting that uh, is uh, stored behind your toilet door in Shed yeah. 53. Uh, yes. Now, it's a magnificent uh, mural, you could call, of, uh, of that fine dining experience they had. Um, now, uh, a lot of people uh, well, like to call their, um, their children after apostles, um, you know, Ma- Matthew, Luke, uh, Mark, uh, Peter, John. But they've, yeah. there's other other people who are aware of the uh, the other six apostles, and they've called their kids after those six apostles. Uh, yeah, there was no. you know Doug, uh, Saint Doug. Doug, Doug he's the, uh, the yeah. well, he was one of the uh, the greats of the, the Jesus uh, crew. Uh, he was yeah. always uh, he organised the strippers, he organised the uh, the drug dealers, he organised the prostitutes, and he, he always organised to make sure there's plenty of cocaine at these uh, dinner events. Uh, then there was uh, the apostle uh, Ron. Yeah. He was a uh, fruiterer. Uh, he brought a lot of uh, grapes yeah. to the events, and uh, Jesus would turn it into wine. Uh, and yeah. then uh, when uh, men get drunk, you know what they do? Oh yes, go and play golf. Now uh, yeah. then there was Trevor. Uh, now Trevor was a bit of a loner. He uh, he, he liked basketball. He liked to shoot a few hoops on his own, uh, but he was a good cricketer too, Brian. He was in the, uh, oh, the, yes. the, the Jesus cricket team. Uh, then you had Craig, uh, St. Craig. Craig. Uh, now, Craig uh, was a banker. Uh, he was the yeah. money man. He was the, uh, oh, the yes. you know, like the George Pell of the old school. So he was trouble. Yes. Uh, then you had uh, Kevin, St. Kevin. Uh, St. Kevin. He was from uh, the Plasto uh, era of the Jesus uh uh, situation. He was a devout amputee. He loved uh, taking a few limbs off if he could. He was he was a bit mad. Uh, Jesus loved him because he you know, could always poke fun at him, and um, you know nobody wants to be called Kevin. Uh, no. Then there was Greg, Saint Greg. Uh, now Greg was uh, autistic. Now you've got to have an autistic kitty uh, in a group. You do uh, because then you've got like the uh, the ability to. Um, you know, shine the light on things that aren't particularly right and uh, make other people laugh. That's it. Greg was, uh, oh, he was brilliant at that. And uh, I think that sums it up. I think that's a six uh, uh, there, Ron, yeah. Trevor, Craig, Kevin, Greg and Doug. Now, they made up yeah. the uh, the 18 Apostles and Jesus. And mm. Jesus uh, had his cricket team, didn't he, Brian? He did. He was a great lover of ball sport. And uh, whilst no one else in Bethlehem uh, knew anything about basketball no everyone knew everything about cricket uh, yeah. it was cricket day in day mm. out uh, mm. it was a the, christmas was the festival of the ball it was brian 
And you, you hit the nail on the head, Dan. I mean, Christmas was uh, a time when uh, everybody's on holidays. Uh, they're always uh, on the drink. And that's synonymous with cricket. That's a tradition that's been continue, continued through the centuries. Now, Jesus, uh, he, he loved uh, – he was he, well, he was captain. He was the uh, coach. He was uh, always first drop. He was the best batsman. Uh, and he'd re- yep. rotate the apostles around. You know, you'd have the, you'd have the Jesus 12 and, uh, you know, you'd have the other six – would be uh, you know that maybe an umpire or that you know run out drinks or um, uh, organise yeah. a few bets because there was always a bit of betting action happening in Rome at that time. Um, there was, and uh, they played a lot of their cricket at the uh, Coliseum in Rome uh, against yeah. quite a few other um, Jewish uh, teams and uh, the Romans, yeah. and uh, it was yeah. uh, it was a great spot because the obviously the uh, the winter sport was uh, the gladiators and the lions and the Christians, and uh, obviously the summer sport over there was cricket like it is in Australia, yeah. And the tradition continues. We love that tradition, don't we, Brian? Oh, we do, Brian, we do. The Colosseum was fair enough, the uh, massacring of small animals by the gladiators, and uh, that, that was very, very entertaining, but uh, it used to get a bit tedious by the time summer came around, and the gladiators would uh, go off to the uh, Mediterranean for their holidays, get a bit of a breather and get the suntan back up for the winter. Um, So there was a number of teams that used to converge on the Colosseum for the great Roman summer cricket fest. Uh, The Assyrian team were... uh, Pretty special. They used to like stabbing people out on the fields. Uh, that was uh, just a great uh, spectacle. It was a spectacle. Uh, it was. Uh, lots of other teams used to descend on the uh, Colosseum, and the Jesus 11 was uh, pretty special, Brian. They were special, Brian, and, uh, you know, there was a lot of antics to be, uh, to be had. The you know, main main bowler there was uh, you know, the Apostle Mark. He um, he was a he was a um, tall man. He was at, uh, back in the day. He was tall. He was uh, five foot seven, uh, but he was he was uh, just so fast. Uh, he could swing the ball. Like, the ball was just like on a string to him. He was yeah. like, and he was meticulous yeah. with his uh, with his health and fitness. He uh, he yeah. only drank alcohol after the game, uh, which is a bit of a no no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he he was sort of slightly vegetarian, which everybody thought was a bit odd uh, when yeah, Jesus could, you know, muster up a uh, uh, some sort of like beast at it willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah. But he was dedicated. And uh, you need dedicated people when you're going to be playing a, um, you know, a sport like cricket, in uh, especially in Roman days. The epitome of the professional butt was uh, the, the apostle Luke. Now, Luke went on to bigger and better things after uh, Jesus passed away and came back and whatever happened to him. Uh, he went on into politics. Uh, Luke became the uh, mayor of Bethlehem. Uh, he started the uh, curbing and channeling. He uh, yes. got the rubbish system working and he got rid of all the rats. He, he had, uh, like, he had 
problems with his um, ears, Brian. He uh, he couldn't hear very well. Uh, no, he used no. a lot of sign language. And at times he frothed at the mouth. But that was because of yes. some sort of injury he incurred when he was playing uh, netball for the uh, yeah. the girls' team in uh, for the uh, Jerusalem Indoor Sports Arena back in um, yes. uh, 22 BC. But yeah. he went on to bigger and better things. And he, he's sort of like the yeah. pin-up boy now of the Jesus era. Uh, you know, yes, beautiful yes. looking man, um, and one of the Hemsworth kids is named after him. Absolutely, Brian. I think that uh, a lot of people don't realise just how special this time was. Mm. Now, the, the rules have changed so much these days in cricket. Oh, I think we should have gone back to the old days. Yeah. Back in the old days, sandpaper was uh, everywhere, and uh, it was perfectly uh, okay to uh, rub a bit of sandpaper on your balls. Uh, and so they used to start off with something that was about uh, 10 inches in diameter. At the end of a test, it would be the size of a marble mm. with all the sandpaper action on that ball. That's and that right. kept everyone guessing. It did. Particularly when you flattened off one of the curves completely, that ball could just bounce anywhere. It would come at you at a 90-degree angle uh, at times. Mm. And uh, the fact that they don't have animals on the pitch anymore is just yeah. a travesty, really, Brian. To, it is. To see a donkey smashed in the head with a full toss as it's meandering across the pitch uh, was always uh, an unexpected spectacle. It was, Brian. Those days there wasn't much security at the ground. Uh, you know, anybody could just walk in. Animals were, uh, you know, tied up at the door and they'd let themselves off the leash and they'd wander in and everybody go, oh, bugger it, we're all drunk, who cares? Uh, and then, you know, one of the, the really brutal uh, apostle, that was John, he'd belt them over there with a bloody cricket bat because he just took yep. no prisons as John. He was one of those mad bastards uh, like oh, yes. John the Baptist, that other clown who yeah. was uh, yeah. like yeah. insane. But, you know, lovely soft spot for like little kitties. He loved his little kitties. Yeah. But uh, animals, geez, he used to bloody bludgeon them to death. He did. He loved drowning, all sorts of things. Uh, he used to push anything he could under the water. Uh, he just was mad on the submersion, uh, the old John the Baptist. He was, Brian, and uh, the reality is is that, you know, you've got to have people like that in the world, and back then they had plenty of them. Um, you know, nowadays everybody's uh, all sort of like, you know, oh, you can't do that and it's going to hurt and all that stuff. Well, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, we want to talk about, you know, the reality of life is uh, like, you know, what's going to be happening in the Vatican uh, on Christmas Eve, say, particularly. Yeah. Uh, we know that Pope, will be uh, uh, doing his church stuff on uh, Saturday. He'll be up early uh, with his cardinals all traipsing around the nude. Yeah. But on Friday night, before the uh, the big celebration, there'll be the other celebration that the uh, the cardinals, the archbishops and the Pope have with the, uh, the local uh, convent. The little six- and seven-year-old boys are invited from the local convent for Christmas drinks, uh, Christmas yeah. feast, and yeah. other stuff that will happen. Now, I just yeah. find it brilliant that uh, this has been a tradition for hundreds of years now, Brian, that they continue uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, these little yeah. kids come yeah. over for a sleepover in the Vatican in um, yes. the room next to the bar. Uh, that's yes. got lots of beds and um, lots of little yeah. fairy animals and lots of alcohol. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the kids are treated like 
kings because they're all boys obviously and of course they sleep over uh, you know in inverted commas uh there's a lot of um activity in that room yes there's a lot of toys there for the kiddies to play with uh and it, it harks back to the days of king herod mm. king herod was always a good one yes. for uh touching and, and being uh, hands-on, as it were, with uh, his people. The, 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 the same goes with the Pope. He's carrying on that tradition mm. of uh, embracing and loving people at Christmas time. That's right. And, you know, it's even, it's even more lovely that on Christmas morning when the parents come around and uh, pick up the kids. Uh, they're, yes. they're very sleepy. They're, they are. They're very wet. Yes. They sleep for days after that, Brian. I don't know if it's got something to do with the special drinks that they mix for them. But, uh, there's a lot goes on behind those closed doors of the Vatican. Mm. And uh, I just find it great that, you know, the other tradition that continues is all those, every one of those kitties is tattooed. Uh, so they yes. they know that, you know, they can't come back next year. Because once they've been um, yeah. indoctrinated into the, uh, the Vatican life, uh, they can't come back again. <laughs> Mainly because they've got uh, long treatment in a psychiatric hospital and maybe yes. some even more treatment on their rectal problems. Yes, Brian, the, uh, the Vatican has a special wing at the hospital for these kiddies that have come to be in their service <laughs> for Christmas. Uh, it's just a great way to uh, show your love of Christ by uh, giving yourself as a six-year-old to... The, the catatonic church. Um, and I just hope that continues for another thousand years, Brian, like, you know, what like the Nazis would have thought it was normal. And I yes. think it's just great that, um, you know, we need, um, we need substance, we need uh, tradition, uh, we need, we need the, like, like the plague. You need that every now and again, yeah. like, to come along and just test your resilience. Absolutely. And this sort of thing is what's important to, um, especially young kiddies who, you know, have got no idea and they this is part parcel of growing up. It seems to be the way, Brian. I mean, uh, you talk about tradition, uh, and it's worked for so many uh, centuries. Uh, I can't see it stopping. No. Uh, the Pope and his uh, cronies uh, just love that sort of action, and I can't see it uh, changing in the near future, Brian. No, no, no. Now, you had a phone call from um, the Pope wishing, uh, I know you, he was wishing us and uh, our uh, our loved ones uh, all the best uh, for Christmas. And he did mention to you about a game of golf, didn't he, Brian? He did, Brian. Uh, he's backed away from the golf for a number of years now. We mm. obviously uh, spent a number of times in the Vatican golf course running around in the uh, Pope Mobile, mm. but... He got a bit testy because we'd always end up in the sand pit uh, mm. doing donuts, as it were, in the sand pit. And we trashed a number of Pope mobiles yeah. on the course, and uh, it just got uh, a bit too much mm. for him. Um, he couldn't afford the mechanics anymore uh, after they uh, witnessed uh, the atrocities uh, in the garage at the Vatican. Uh, he couldn't get any help to fix those up. But he, he, he's missed our uh, friendly banter yeah. and the wages and the drugs that we'd have on the golf course at the Vatican. So he's uh, teed up another great match for us, Brian. Yeah. That'll be coming up on Boxing Day. Boxing Day this year, Brian? This year, yeah. after the festivities, great. Uh, after the big day we'll be flying in mm. on the pope's learjet we'll be uh landing in the car park seven down there in the airport wing of the vatican uh, we'll 
catch the shuttle bus up to the bar mm. on the fourth floor of the Vatican. We'll be having our usual rounds of drinks for a day and a half, and then we'll be straight out to the golf course uh, and knock the head off a few balls. Wow. Can't wait, Brian. I mean, I haven't had a round of golf for, well, since COVID started, really. Uh, looking forward to it. I've been uh, on the uh, simulator and getting my swing going and uh, losing a lot more yeah. balls, but just loving the fact that we can get out in that potmobile again. It's been, I've been, I don't know how many years since um, we fired that bugger up and drove it around for him. Where our potmobile was just so superior to all the other uh, machinery that he had, it was always breaking down. But once he got a look at, uh, at the Aardvark 4000 in action, uh, tunnelling around Rome, uh, building a few more moats for him. Uh, he just really wanted us to build him a couple of vehicles yes. that he could whip around, didn't have to spend too much time in the crowd uh, waving. His arms would get tired, so he just wanted to speed through as fast as he could, and we were the old men for the job, Brian, yeah. that uh, 351 Windsor that we souped up, uh, put the turbocharger on uh, with a bit of a nitrous. Uh, he loved that. He did. He did. He, he, I think he, he, he had his mind on a supercharger, but we said, no, mate, put that in your, your bloody bike and leave the bloody turbos to us. And, uh, yeah. I mean, he always listened to you, Brian. He, he, knew, you, he knew that you were the man when it came to the, the engines and the uh, you know, gearboxes. And, you know, he, he yeah. knew if there was anything to do with an Esky and where an Esky could go, particularly in a car, yeah. you were the man, Brian. He really loved the nitrous oxide in particular. He there was he always used to joke that some for the car and some for me. So he had to put a, a special line into his uh, muzzle that he used to wear, and uh, it was funny. He was a funny chap because he, he used funny. to used to love driving. So all those times uh, it would be the Pope driving yes. the Pope mobile. And he'd get one of the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinal Brutus was a, a favourite stand-in of his because he loved waving yep. all day long. He did, he was a bit uh, retarded and waving was his specialty. And he could do it for days and weeks on end. So the old Vatican could wheel him in anywhere, prop him up, and he'd just have a wave-a-thon for as long as he liked. Yes, I could see that happening again um, after we've been in the golf. Because he, uh, he, he'll, be, he'll be hammered. He'll be, uh, he'll be on the drink. Yeah. And he, yeah. I think as he's getting older, he's taking days and days to get over the hangover. So yeah. uh, looking yeah. forward to getting him smashed and maybe taking a swing at him. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he can uh, keep his clothes on for a no, little bit. Uh, he's, uh, he's a bit willy-nilly where it comes to the clothing. He loves to nude up, uh, which is great to see. But uh, sometimes it's very inappropriate. Uh, I just hope he doesn't nude up during the, uh, the mass for Christmas this year. Well, I think by after Christmas Eve, Brian, I'd say he's probably been out of his clothes for 24 hours. So I'd say he probably will find something, maybe the shroud of Chirini will put on, or maybe just a maybe one of those little um, uh, Kardashian-style uh, cardigans uh, that everybody seems to be wearing now, even though it's summer. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Brian, look, we might have to wrap it up. Um, we've got a lot of presents to um, to get organised for yes. all the. Uh, you know, our listeners, we're sending a lot of the gifts out this year, aren't we, to uh, the, uh, the, yeah. the millions we've got. Yep. But uh, looking forward to Christmas Day and uh, Boxing Day in Rome with you, Brian. Brian, it's going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to wrapping a, a lot of dead things up for people this, this year. And uh, there'll be a lot of our subscribers 
getting a, a special package mm. uh, just for the Christmas season. Yes, yeah, white powder doesn't cost much to freight. That's that's the thing, isn't it, Brian? No, no, no. It's very easy to uh, to put in an envelope and just uh, send off anywhere around the world. Thank God we bought that tonnage of strychnine, Brian. Oh, yes, yes, indeed, Brian. So it'll be a Merry Christmas for everyone. Merry Christmas to you, Brian. Merry Christmas, Brian. Dead and dead and Brian. Dead and dead and Brian. All the best to you. Thanks, Brian. No worries, Brian.